Welcome back to the Monday Mama podcast, where we learn about the brand and the people behind it. Today, we're talking about ah, Botox. Yes. (laughs) I am here with the lovely Stephanie Godfrey. Stephanie is a nationally certified family nurse practitioner who, she currently works at Aesthetica Medical Spa in Utah, where she specializes in injectables. Now, if I remember correctly, because I used to work at Aesthetica, but we've already learned that in previous episodes, um, you go around and you train people to do this too, right? Yeah. yeah. I Mainly in Utah, but I do travel nationally too. And are you doing that with a specific company or is this just like your own contract deal that you do? Or So I do do personal trainings just, just independently, but mainly with Allergan. It's the makers of Botox and Juvederm. Okay. Kybella. Mm-hmm. So basically we're talking of the best of the best right now. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but thank you. <laughs> So do you have to be a nurse practitioner to do injectables or? Nope. You just have to have a license as a registered nurse, physician assistant, nurse practitioner, or a medical doctor. Okay. but then In you... Utah. In Utah. Okay. So it's different for every state. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I just want, at the end of this, my goal is just our mama audience listening and also the women who are listening to feel confident in what Botox is. Okay. If they're a candidate for it, and lastly, just clarify who and where they should be getting these Botox injections. Perfect. Um, and I, I lately have been addicted to the TV show Botched. Yes. I'll like go on YouTube and I'll watch these little clips of it and everything. And every time I watch it, I'm shocked at one. These are majority of these people have already had work done or mm-hmm. injections or whatever. And they come in and the story is the same every time. They're going to a source who wasn't qualified or certified or whatever. And then they're shocked at the outcome that they were botched or whatever. And this isn't even people on the TV show. This is even people in this mommy community or people that I talk to. They're going to people who aren't qualified or certified. Why do you feel like people are resulting to that? Do you feel like it's just because we're simply uneducated or do you feel like we just want something cheap? I think it comes down to price. Mm. So in Utah, Botox is 8 to $13 a unit. And if you're getting 30 to 60 units at a time, that can be a big price gap. And so I think people shop around for the cheapest price, mm-hmm. but also they're a little uneducated on who is qualified and who is not. Right now, there's no standard certification to be competent to inject. You can have little or no training and inject. Oh, okay. So yeah. somebody doesn't, it's not like a one certificate fits all. No. It's just, you're just learning about these people and hoping, I mean, what's the bare minimum do you feel like that somebody needs to have? Well, they have to have a license in the things I talked about, like okay. a nurse or up to a doctor. And you train people to get these licenses. Well, no, they already, have their, they already have their nursing. Oh, okay. Okay. Or their nurse practitioner or a doctor, but okay. I, I help train them to learn to be confident to inject. Okay. So... People can watch a YouTube and be like, oh, I can do that. And they can order it and inject it. So anybody can order this Botox? If you're a nurse practitioner or a registered nurse? Yeah. If you're a registered nurse, you have to have a medical um, doctor over you. Okay. But you have to be a nurse practitioner or a doctor in Utah to order it. That's so crazy. So you're just choosing a company and you're ordering it from them. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. So if we were to dumb it down as much as possible, what is Botox? So Botox is an FDA-approved drug, and it's a toxin that's produced from a bacteria called botulinum. 
clostridium botulinum. Wow. <laughs> That's an ugly word. <laughs> yeah. And so people are scared of the word toxin, but it's really a purified toxin and it's used in very, very small doses to achieve cosmetically to reduce wrinkles, but also it's used for a lot of other um, areas in medicine. So migraines, excessive sweating, bladder conditions, muscle spasms, eye twitching. There's so many ways Botox is used. Okay. But cosmetically, it's to reduce wrinkles and mainly in the upper third part of the face. I, when I first learned about Botox, I didn't really understand that it was actually preventative. Yes. Like I was just always understanding, I, I don't even know how to explain this understanding. I was just like, oh, like people get Botox so their face doesn't move. I wasn't under like the impression that, oh, if I get Botox, I won't have those crow's feet or these wrinkles in my forehead because I'm relaxing the muscle and blah, 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 blah. I think a lot of people don't understand that it's actually preventative. Yeah. And when I got it for the first time, I um, I remember telling my mom, and it was actually you who injected me for the first time. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and scared. I was so nervous and whatever, but I remember talking to my mom about it, and my mom was just appalled that I was getting this done. She was just like, you don't need this, blah, 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 blah. Do you feel like society perceives Botox in a certain way that's maybe a little vain or absolutely so I think when Botox came out in 2002 for cosmetic purposes Mm -hmm. I think people were getting treated um too much they're looking frozen you could tell people that had Botox and so nowadays I think there's two things that people come to me and they say they say I don't want to look frozen I want to look natural I want to have expression um, you know, so is seen, that the term that they use? They use frozen, not plastic? Both. Okay. Um, you've seen the movie, like, Just Go With It, where, like, the guy has so much Botox, yes. he, like, dribbles water out of his mouth. <laughs> so they're scared of that. Their they're, they're significant other, you know, mainly women are coming in. Their husbands are scared for them to get Botox because they don't want to go down that path of looking plastic or, like, a certain celebrity. They, they have a certain celebrity in their mind. They're like, oh, they look scary now. Or, uh, so do they usually bring in a photo? Are they like, they'll just I want to say, look like, like I don't want to look like this, or this scares me, or um, this person's gone overboard, and I don't want to look like that. Okay, do you feel like a lot of times that's just because of Botox, or do you feel like it's a layer of different things when people maybe look a little more plastic than they want? It's usually a layer of things. Okay. So dermal fillers, surgery, you know, some people will say, look at all the Botox she has. And in all reality, it's a, it's a lot of different things that they've just done. Botox. Yeah. When you go to someone that's qualified and has experience, you can get a really natural look and it just really slows down the aging process um, without people knowing you had Botox. You can always see the bad in society. You never see the good. Mm-hmm. You know, you just say, oh, they look that. great. Yeah. They look great. They, I wonder what they're doing. They look so young and refreshed. You don't go, oh, she has Botox Yeah. when it's good. So. so what would happen, because I haven't gotten Botox in a while, but what would happen over time? Say somebody's coming in regularly. What's going to happen when they stop doing that? Well, your wrinkles will come back. Um, there's a myth out there saying that your wrinkles get worse, mm-hmm. but I think it's just become, because you become wrinkle intolerant. You're used to not having any wrinkles at all or minimal wrinkles, and then they come back to what they so were. So when you're saying wrinkles, though, because it's preventative, so like what I'm understanding is, like, say that I had really bad crow's feet or something, and I'm I'm getting Botox there to, like, help. 
These are crow's feet. Oh, sorry. So what, what is this one? Clabella or Elevens. Okay, Elevens. Mm-hmm. So I have these like indented lines right here. I'm getting Botox to make it so it's smooth and whatever. So when I stop doing that, it's going to come back. Over time. But what if I didn't have it in the beginning and I was doing Botox to prevent it? Is it going to... How do I explain this? No, I understand what you're saying. Okay. So, you know, I always tell people it's a good time to start Botox when you start seeing some of the lines lightly become etched in the skin okay. or you're noticing it, you're doing it a lot because when you stop that muscle and you do it for years, it's like not going to the gym for two years. Your muscles will become very weak and they'll shrink. Mm-hmm. So people that have done Botox long-term, they one, they don't need as many units or two, they never develop that scowl or those 11s ever. Okay. If you were to stop and over years you don't do it, that could come back or you know, get developed those 11s again. Okay. But it is very preventative because you, one, won't ever develop them, or two, they'll be uh, a lot less than they would would have been without Botox. So when do you think, because I know you said you don't really need to start doing it until those start appearing. So is there like kind of an age frame of, or is just everybody different? Everyone's different. Um, I started when I was 26 and okay. people say, you don't need Botox. And it's like, well, I, d- I have Botox. That's mm-hmm. why I don't need it. <laughs> um, but when I started, I did have lines, horizontal lines that went all the way up to my hairline. And Dr. Kimball Crofts that trained me was like, whoa, you need Botox. And I'm like, I'm 26. Why would I need Botox? <laughs> but my lines were starting to settle and my makeup was starting to kind of fall in the creases. Okay. And yes, I was young. But it was a good time to start because those, the after effects of all that expression over the years were starting to show. Okay. So some so, people that don't want to develop lines at all on their face, they start, you know, in their upper 20s, 20s, and they just will never develop those lines to begin with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is Botox, Botox is more of a maintenance plan. It's maintenance Rather for than sure. a one time and I'm healed. Yeah, it's maintenance. So is it different for every person as as to how often they should be coming in and getting these injections or are you like you should be coming in and updating it every so and so so botox is last three to four months um so i say three to four times a year to get your botox and it is a maintenance okay. plan um, but i say minimum twice a year so for those for some of those people that can't quite afford it as often um but it's hard for people because the habit they're doing they're doing botox and they're liking their results, and so they want to keep continuing to do it. Right. Because they like how they look. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's other things to besides Botox to help us prevent from getting these wrinkles? I remember when I worked at Aesthetica, and it's just forever stuck with me because I love drinking out of straws. Yes. And I remember you said that not to drink out of straws because it's going to cause creases in my skin. Do you feel like there's other things like that? that we can try to avoid to make it so we're not. Well, quit scowling at people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we have expression and we're Mm going to develop smile lines. We're going to develop lines in our forehead from raising our eyebrows. I mean, that's just natural. Mm -hmm. But yeah, not sucking out of straws or water bottles with like a small lid like this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Those are like, that's a constant pursing, like smoking. Yeah. And so they're called smoker lines. In Utah, we call them Diet Coke lines because not as many people smoke here. Um, They drink Diet Coke. Um, (laughs) I would say you got to have expression in your life, right? And so you can't just say, like, don't have any expression. But um, I think a big thing is to really have a conscious effort of that scowl you're doing. Um, Okay. Because that's the one that makes you look a little bit more tired and ornery. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So remember to smile. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> rather have smile lines than angry lines. 100%. Do you have patients or have you seen patients where that have become addicted to this? That maybe you're doing it too much? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I have to tell them like, nope, you don't need any more. And I think that's where lots of my patients start to trust me because I'll tell them no. Lots of injectors out there, um, not lots, there are injectors out there that um, won't tell people no and they'll keep continually doing it more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And there is a, you know, there is a line where it's too much. And that's why an experienced injector that also understands the natural aging process, it's important to trust them and understand what they're telling you. Because I don't, it's not physically addicting where your body's like craving it, Mm -hmm. like a drug. Um, But you do start to become, like I said, wrinkle intolerant where you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a wrinkle. And people will, will chase those wrinkles. And then they start to look over full, done, plastic. Okay. So you still have to age. But very, you can age very gracefully. Okay. So you don't want to be 60 trying to look like you're 20. It's okay. just not going to happen. So I asked our mama audience to, if anybody had any crazy Botox stories. Yeah. So thank you, mamas, for doing that. And this, I picked a story from Lindsay. Lindsay is from Idaho. And Lindsay has also given us permission to share this story. It was very detailed. So thank you, Lindsay. But I'm just going to kind of summarize it for our listeners and viewers. Okay, and this is in Idaho. This okay. blows my mind that this is just in Idaho. Okay, so Lindsay wanted to do, she wanted to do some lip filler. This was her first time getting it done. So she did what all of us do. We Googled it, or she Googled it, and she found someone near her, scheduled an appointment. During this appointment, she finds out that this person is a dentist, which is fine. Dentists can get certified, whatever. Um, and she didn't know what to expect, so she just continued to go through with it. The very next day, she woke up, and this is exactly what she said. She said the next day, her lip was indented, hanging, and then swollen on the other side. It was so severe that she went to the ER that day. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, long story short, she later found out that it was an infection. So it wasn't a reaction from the Botox. It was an infection. So I'm assuming that it was probably just because it wasn't in sterile environment. So for these women who are wanting to get this done for the first time, whether it's Botox or filler, do you feel like there's a source that they can go to to make sure that these per- these people are qualified and certified to do this? Because he is a doctor. He's a dentist. Yeah, but it's true. This was the I outcome. Mean, you get the word doctor or nurse practitioner and you automatically, like people will say, oh, you're a nurse practitioner. That's great. I totally trust you. Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't go to my nurse practitioner school to do Botox, mm-hmm. right? I learned after my program. And so I think it's really um, trying to understand their credentials, how long they've been doing it, how many patients they see a day. Um, Cause you'd rather go to someone that like I do, I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and I see Botox patients all day, 20 to 20 to 30 people. Yeah. And so I, I am very, you know, consistent. I have a lot of experience where others, you know, not saying that dentists don't know how to do it, but there's other professions where they kind of just throw it in and like, oh yeah, I do that. To make a little extra mm-hmm. money on the yeah. side. Yeah. And I would say, try to refrain from trying to find the cheapest deal. Like don't group on. 
So, I mean, this is your face. Um, there's a lot of harmful things that can happen with not Botox, but mm -hmm. dermal filler. Mm -hmm. And so going to someone that has the credentials, the credible medical spa, plastic surgery office, those places, they'll have some of the best injectors there. Mm -hmm. And just understand it may cost a little bit more, but you are getting what you pay for. So Okay, so for the gist of it, one, understand how many, how much Botox they're doing on a regular basis. And you said a medical spa, mm -hmm. see where their, like the, their office is located and all this. Yeah. Thing. And you know, you can look for people that are, are national trainers. Um, there's a lot of great companies out there like MERS, Galderma, Allergan, where people are trainers for them. Okay. If they're training others on how to do it, they're probably a little bit ahead of the game on right. some other injectors. Um, and I would think, you know, looking at their before and after pictures too. And look at the injector, how they look. Okay. Because sometimes some injectors will scare you away a little bit because what they think is beautiful is different than what other people think is beautiful. And so. I know these are very simple things, but I really feel like women or men, whoever are getting this done, don't know to look for these things. Like before and after, I would never think to go on the website and see their before and afters. Like yeah. That's, that's and sometimes those are even skewed, but at least you can see consistently what they're getting. Uh -huh. um, another thing is if you're calling to make an appointment, don't try to get in that day or try to call around to get in as soon as you can. Right. Because sometimes that's another indicator that they're, they're not seeing as many patients as others. Okay. Yeah. So this is my favorite part of the Monday Mama podcast where we have a little show and tell. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie has brought with us the actual, so is that the size of the needle for every, like anywhere you're injecting with Botox? This is what I use for Botox. Okay. Some other injectors will use a little bit different, but can we see the yeah. needle? Yeah. So it's so tiny. That's so small. Yeah. So that's the majority of people will use this sometimes a little bit bigger, or a little bit longer with okay. other injectors, but this is 12 units. Um, majority of my patients say it wasn't as bad as they thought. What do you think? Oh, I, you, you know, what I remember and I'll like, I'll pop up a little picture of it right here, but I remember I was so nervous and I first did it without this like vibrating tool mm -hmm. that you had. And then I did it after and I, I think it just calmed me down more to use that tool. Yeah. So maybe for first timers, I mean, is that why you have yeah. it there for? We I, have, I'm sure we have implants help, but... to squeeze. Yes. Just, uh, most people say it wasn't as bad as they thought. They might feel like it's a little prick or a little bee sting without the burn. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it, if you get 60 units, it's not 60 injections. It's usually we condense um more in some oh, areas. Can we, yeah, can we touch on that? So like this right here holds how many 12. units? 12 units. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So like is each like from the 30 to the 25, is that one unit? Two. Well, on how I reconstituted it, it's two. Yeah. And so for instance, in this area, I usually put four. And so it's not four injection points. It's just one with four units. Okay. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I think it's good to know the, the Botox safety data. I mean, it's been around for over 30 years. It was mm -hmm. first used to treat eye spasm. There's two eye disorders it was used to treat. And the doctors found out that the wrinkles around their eyes were softening. And so before it even came out in cosmetic use in 2002, it was used for other conditions. I think it's good to know there's over 30 years of safety data. There's over 500 studies of aesthetic peer-reviewed articles mm -hmm. that show its efficacy and safety. I think a lot of people are nervous about the safety profile, but I read in a study once that it's it's when injected by the right person in the right spot, it's safer than um, taking Tylenol internally. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. it's overall a very safe injection. Um, another thing to conclude with is I, you know, 
Botox is very, it's a very easy skill to acquire. Injecting this in the skin is super easy, but it's a very, very difficult skill to perfect. But I also think like when you're talking about perfecting it, I mean, women are coming in and they're saying specifically what they're wanting to change with their face. So you already have to know, okay, I need to inject in this exact spot for them to get that look or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, if somebody's just watching a YouTube channel, you're not going to get the education behind Yeah. It. <laughs> and it's, you know, trial and error. Like I, I, when I first, I had models and I learned from them and how they responded and mm -hmm. it's just taking time. Um, I think another thing uh, we talked about, like jumping from spa to spa or injector to injector, finding the cheapest deal. When you do that, you're actually wasting money because... Right, because then you're going to have to get it fixed. Yeah, you have to get it fixed or it didn't work or it didn't last. Yeah. I hear this time and time again. So if you can stay consistent with the same injector, kind of like your hairstylist, yeah. um, you'll get consistent results every time. You're going to know the duration and you're going to save money. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much of course. for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Make sure to go to aesthetica.com to schedule an appointment with Stephanie. And when you're a new patient of Stephanie's, if you buy 30 units, you'll get 10 free. So that's 40 units. Yep. So how much of that face would that cover? 40 so units. I break it up in three areas. So there's this glabellar area, the 11s, the forehead, and around the eyes. Usually it can, um, that's two of the air of the three areas. Sometimes okay. it can be all three, depending on your age and your wrinkle severity. Okay. Um, but I would say the average for all three areas is 40 to 60 units. Okay. So I think that's quite a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also go check out Stephanie's Instagram at injector underscore Stephanie and aestheticas, which is at aesthetica Utah. And Stephanie finally has a TikTok. Finally, I have no followers. Actually, I think I have two followers now. <laughs> well, then I need to go and follow you. So go and follow her at injector underscore Stephanie. Thank you, viewers and listeners, for being with us today. Stay tuned every Monday to learn more about a brand and the people behind it. Have you. a wonderful day.